a Robin Hood-like figure on his horse, Black Bess, riding from London to York in just one night, are the myths we have built over many years about an over-glamorised highwayman who in fact caused havoc and was part of a violent gang operating in the south of England. Dick Turpin was first a butcher, then a deer poacher, before starting to commit more and more violent crimes. So what's his story? So pour your cuppers, because this is Coffee and a Slice of History. Dick Turpin. Hey up and welcome to episode 15. Ellie here as usual. I hope you're all doing very, very well. Only one thing for today. For those of you who didn't see the announcement on the podcast Instagram page, I have started to release episodes every two weeks, on Wednesdays still, as supposed to every week, just so it gives me more time to research and write each episode, as I do have to balance the podcast around a full-time job. So thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. So, with nothing further, on with today's episode. Richard Turpin, but better known as Dick Turpin, was born on the 21st of September, 1705, in Hampstead, Essex, in England. His father was a butcher, and it was believed that a young Turpin became his father's apprentice in butchery. However, it didn't take him long to fall into the wrong crowd. He joined a gang in Essex in the 1730s and started to burgle people. The gang was known as the Gregory Gang and were made up of deer thieves. Deer poaching had been rife in the 1730s, especially in the Royal Forest of Waltham. The crime of deer poaching before 1737 was only dealt with domestically and as individual cases. However, after 1737, they were then dealt with in front of a judge and in a civil court, and the punishment for the crime was seven years' transportation. This meant that the individual committing the crime would be taken to a colony or a piece of land subject to foreign rule for a specific length of time, and like I said, in this case, seven years. To help catch any deer thieves, the Secretary of State at the time introduced a plan so that people would be rewarded with £10 if they helped to identify thieves. This would roughly be around £1,750 or $2,180 in today's money. The Secretary also introduced the idea to pardon any thieves that were caught if they gave up the identities of their fellow thieving gang members. Dick Turpin joined the Gregory Gang by chance, the eight-man strong gang made up of Samuel Gregory and his two brothers, Jeremiah and Jasper Gregory, then John Jones, Joseph Rose, Thomas Roden, John Wheeler, and finally, Mary Brazier, who acted as the gang's fence. A fence is a criminal term for essentially being the middleman. They would go between the thieves and the buyers of the stolen goods, who most of the time didn't actually have a clue that the things they were buying were actually stolen. The gang, who were deer thieves, needed someone to get rid of the deer, and with Dick Turpin being a young butcher at the time, he would have had traded within the area. This is when it was most likely that Turpin got involved with the gang as well as this, because of the fortune that came with the gang, it is most likely that he urged Dick Turpin out of being a butcher. 
Instead, Turpin became a landlord of a pub and by early 1734, it was known that Dick Turpin was a very close associate with the gang. However, fortune quickly changed and it was only by October 1734 that most of the Gregory gang had either been captured or fled. Turpin, who was not one of these men, still stayed at large. The ones who remained strayed away from poaching and instead raided the homes of Peter Split at Woodford, East London, and two nights after this raiding, they raided another home belonging to Richard Woolridge in Woodford again. Then, on the 19th of December, Dick Turpin and five other men raided the home of Ambrose Skinner, who was a 73-year-old farmer and stole an estimated total of £300. That would roughly work out to around £51,538 or $64,277 in today's money. Then on the 11th of January 1735, the gang raided a house in Charlton, London, belonging to a Mr Sanders, then striking another house not just a week later in Croydon. For this attack, Dick Turpin came armed with pistols and the other four gang members all wearing masks. The gang continuously lived in and around London. Dick Turpin lived in Whitechapel before soon moving to Millbank in central London by the River Thames. The gang, now made up of John Fielder, Samuel Gregory, Dick Turpin, John Wheeler and Joseph Rose, met for a drink in an inn where they planned their next raid and robbery. They planned to rob a man called Joseph Lawrence, a farmer based at Aylesbury Farm in Edgware. They set off later in the afternoon to the farm. Once at the farm, they broke into the house with pistols and attacked the 70-year-old farmer where they poured boiling water all over him and even raped a woman there who would have most likely have been a maid servant. Three days later after this raid, Dick Turpin alongside the newly formed Gregory gang as well as William Saunders and Humphrey Walker raided a farm in Marylebone and they only managed to steal £90, which in modern times would roughly be around £15,040 or $18,763. A day after this raid, the Duke of Newcastle offered a reward of £50 for any information that could lead to a conviction of the people involved in the two Woodford robberies. From this, on the 11th of February, Fielder, Saunders and Wheeler were all apprehended. One of the claims which got them apprehended was that while they were on the way to rob the Lawrence household farm, that because the gang stopped at the alehouse in Edgware, the owner noticed the same group of horses outside the house which was being robbed as the same ones being outside his inn. Wheeler, who was apprehended and the youngest of the gang, possibly as young as 15, showed his true colours and proving that there is no honour amongst thieves. He betrayed his colleagues and gave descriptions of the gang members who weren't yet captured and these descriptions were circulated in the press. In the London Gazette, Turpin was described as Dick Turpin, a butcher by trade, is a tall, fresh-coloured man. 
very much marked with the smallpox, about 26 years of age, about 5 feet 9 inches high, lived some time ago in Whitechapel and did lately lodge somewhere about Millbank, Westminster, wears a blue-grey coat in a natural wig. After Wheeler's confessions, the other gang members fled. Turpin, in turn, informed Gregory of Wheeler's capture and left Westminster. On the 15th of February, 1735, as Wheeler was with the authorities, it was believed that three or four men, who would have likely have been Samuel Gregory, Herbert Haynes, Dick Turpin and potentially Thomas Roden, robbed a house in Chingford. The next day, Turpin parted company with Gregory and Haynes and went to see his family in Hampstead. It wasn't soon after, on the 17th of February, that Gregory and Haynes then rejoined Turpin and the other gang members and went to Gravesend before then going back to Woodford. They committed another robbery by the end of February. Seen as though the authorities were hot on their trails, the Essex gang had to keep their heads down in order to evade capture. Six days after the original arrest of Fielder, Saunders and Wheeler, as Turpin and his colleagues were returning from Gravesend, the other part of the Essex gang, made up of Rose, Brazier and Walker, were captured in Westminster. They were all tried between the 26th of February and the 1st of March, 1735. Of the thieves that had been captured, they had all been tried and found guilty and were hung or executed. Now because the Essex gang had been broken up by the authorities and dealt with, Turpin turned to the crime which he is most popular for, being a highwayman. He was first identified as a suspect of highway robbery on the 10th of July and was known as Turpin the Butcher, along with his fellow old gang member, Thomas Roden, known as the Pewterer. Not long after, a matter of days, the two were in Epping Forest and stole the belongings of a man from Southwark. Then in August, they robbed five people in a coach on Barnes Common, which was part of a district in South London. And soon after, they attacked another coach of people between Putney and Kingston Hill. Thinking he may get captured, Turpin decided to make the move back to Blackheath in Hertfordshire with his friend Thomas Roden before soon moving back to London. One report in March 1737 seems to claim that rather unusually, Turpin robbed a company of peddlers. Peddlers were people who were basically door-to-door salesmen. However, in the same month, another report suggests that Turpin, as well as two other highwaymen, Matthew King and Stephen Potter, were at large. The trio committed a list of robberies before it all changed in Whitechapel. When Matthew King stole a horse near Walton Forest, the owner of this horse, Joseph Major, reported the theft to a local landlord and in turn the landlord located the horse at a pub in Whitechapel. Both the landlord and Joseph Major decided to wait and see who came to collect the horse. Then later in the evening, Matthew King's older brother, John, arrived and was apprehended. However, John gave up his brother's whereabouts and Matthew, who was close by, died of a gunshot wound in the struggle and later died on May 19th. The third part of the trio, Stephen Potter, was also caught 
but wasn't tried because there wasn't enough evidence against him. However, it was this fatal shooting that changed it all for Dick Turpin, as some reports claim it was actually Turpin who shot Matthew King. Then these same reports then retracted the claims of Turpin being the shooter. Either way, it changed his life as Dick Turpin fled to a hideaway in Epping Forest where he was spotted by one of the forest keepers, Thomas Morris. In turn, Turpin shot and killed Morris when he tried to capture Turpin. From the killing of Morris, plenty of Dick Turpin reports were flooded out and £200 was offered as a reward for capturing him. Then, in 1737, Dick Turpin boarded at Ferry Inn and travelled along the River Humber between East Yorkshire and Lincolnshire under the false name as John Palmer. He acted as a horse trader and even went hunting with other local gentlemen. Then, on 2nd of October, 1738, he shot another man's fighting cock in the street before threatening to shoot a man who was scolding him for it. Three men, who were the East Riding Justices, all took reports of the incident and said they would bind him over. This meant that they would make Turpin pay money, most, almost like a fine, in order to keep the peace. However, Turpin refused and he was taken to Beverly, where he was committed to the House of Correction. After the same three justices made inquiries as to how this supposed John Palmer had made any of his money, they suspected that his lifestyle was funded by criminal activities. When they asked Dick Turpin, he just claimed that he was a butcher who had fallen into debt. However, these justices didn't believe him. They then contacted a fourth justice at Long Sutton called Mr Delamere and he stated that John Palmer, a.k.a. Dick Turpin, had lived there for nine months where he was thought to have stolen sheep and escaped custody. As well as this, the worst of all, they suspected that Dick Turpin was a horse thief. Horse theft was a capital offence and it was made done so in 1545 and it was punishable by death. Dick Turpin had stolen many a horse whilst he was using his fake name of John Palmer. At one point, Turpin managed to steal three horses from one man of the name of Thomas Creasy. And after Turpin was moved to York Castle, after he was arrested for being a horse thief, said Thomas Creasy managed to get his horses back and recover them. And it was because of the theft of these three horses that Dick Turpin was tried. At his trial, Dick Turpin was found guilty of a crime that was worthy of death. In the words used of the judge at the time. Then, on the 7th of April, 1739, Dick Turpin was taken through York via an open cart and was taken to the gallows. And before his execution, Turpin actually paid people to be mourners at his execution. 
However, it wasn't till 1834 in a novel called Rookwood, published and set in stone the legend of Dick Turpin, highwayman, almost turning his story into a myth as he rode non-stop for 230 miles from London to York upon his horse Black Bess. And it was because that Rookwood was so successful that after many years it was forgotten that Dick Turpin was a thief and a torturer, that he would be glamorised as a gentleman of the road, the prince of the highwaymen.